All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lion Ball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan today from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, none other than Ethan Goodrich. Ethan, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. It's a pleasure being here. Oh, this is great. And I can't wait for everybody out there just to get to know you a little bit better as a, as a man, as a business professional, and everything that you do for the real estate world and community. Uh, so Ethan, without further ado, uh, let's just dive into a series of questions. First one being just letting everybody know a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what got you into the business, and really where you are in your progression to today. Yeah, Okay. So um, I started um, in, uh, I graduated college in 2006 and I moved out West uh, to Arizona um, and worked for the Diamondbacks, which is uh, the baseball team, the pro baseball team there. And yeah. I was like one of those sponsors. Uh, I mean, one of those um, mascots on the field with a Pepsi uh, thing. I was Get making it, <laughs> yeah, I was shooting t-shirts out of a cannon and um, running around like in, um, Chase Field in Arizona. There's a lot of stuff in between innings. So uh, as a 22-year-old, that's what I was doing uh, for a full-time job, making 75 bucks a <laughs> game. And that was my only income. Oh, um, and, you know, that was just, you know, kind of just getting a, a job. And I, I've always been obsessed with baseball. So I, uh, okay. I took it. Um, and my wife uh, at the time was dating someone who became single. Okay. Um, uh, you know, for a long time, she was dating someone and I, and I'd known her for a long time. And, um, I went home for like a family reunion and, uh, ended up, uh, just, I needed to move back to be with her. So mm. backed up my bags after being there for about a year and, um, came to Boston. Um, as that, you know, everyone knows during that time, it was a recession kind of getting into it. Um, so kind of bounced around bartending jobs and stuff. And, wow. Finally, I couldn't get a job anywhere. Like uh, my business degree didn't do anything. Um, my So my father-in-law-to-be at the time was, uh, he's like, you should get a good job in real estate. Uh, they hire, you know, anyone on the street. Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And, um, you know, went and worked for a company um, and, and got into it, uh, which was, you know, I, I'd say probably like day 10, I was like, oh my God, there's so much opportunity in this field based on the type of people that are in the industry. Um, uh, I would say that the, the um, entry to get in was super low. And, but also you had, you know, Harvard graduated, uh, um, you know, um, real estate agents that were in the same office as you and you'd have high school graduates and not to say one is smarter than the other, but um, uh, you know, the, the, there was just a big gap between, um, you know, I guess the talent pool from, mm. from, and I felt like there was an opportunity to start a company and, you know, really do it the way I, I felt like there was room for a lot of improvement in the real estate game. Wow. Um, so I started, uh, after working in, in mass at the time, you only needed to be working under a broker for a year and then okay. you can start your own, you know, every state kind of has, uh, different, uh, guidelines for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started my own company after about a year working for someone. And, um, yeah, I guess, uh, that was
was my entry point into the into the industry. And um, you know, I was 24, starting my own company and getting married and having my first child um, wow. with my wife. And um, well, I, I had the child before getting married, so one of those. Sure. One of those weddings um, where the kids there. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think, you know, that pressure of being a dad and being a husband and supporting the family um, really drove me from like zero to 60 versus like a lot of people that kind of, I feel like get their feet wet in the real estate industry because there's kind of a part-time job, seasonal employment um, stigma that it gets, um, you know, as part of the industry. But that really got me into like, let's make this a, a career and let's see how to make it profitable. So um, in Boston, you can actually start in leasing. And um, most people, um, you know, when, when you're in real estate, you only work off sales and leasing might be, you know, something you don't get paid for, or you know, maybe someone throws you a bone here or there. But um, in Boston, you know, there's people that work just in leasing and know they're full-time career real estate agents that work on leasing so um everyone starts on newbury street in boston which is the main shopping street and started a, a company with a bunch of leasing agents and um just kind of slowly worked into sales and you know as uh i got my feet wet with uh the sales process and 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 um in leasing and you know the familiarity with that you know familiarity with multifamily sales and um then slowly just kind of figuring it out as I went um, into training myself for um, being a manager and then also a salesman. Gosh. And, yeah. and when you're talking about that, Ethan, though, as you're laying the foundation from, you know, right out of college and then moving to Arizona and your relationships and, you know, obviously yeah. bringing you to the East Coast that way and, and really feeling it, um, you know, that's incredible. And I, I love it. You, you're painting the picture of you being out on the field and there, there's so many sports fans that are tuning into this right now saying, Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I did that when I was younger too. You, 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 uh, yeah. tick that box, right. Which is really awesome. But well, well, the whole time I'm like, they're going to, they're going to need a sub at some point. They're going <laughs> to turn to me because I played baseball at the college and everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, this was my opportunity. Uh, so, but you know, it was, it was a fun experience for sure. The working for that team. Oh yeah, I bet. I, I bet there was tons of tons of excitement, and again, just being being a part of uh, you know the, any sporting event that way is just wonderful and fantastic, and and really just experience life and progression. But then, as you you know, kind of fell into real estate through your father in law's suggestion or father in law to be like, hey, real estate, and yeah. you know, I think that there's very few people, and especially through the Titans, you know, we've had hundreds of episodes, and. Uh, I, I can't really, I don't even think I can count more than on one hand where they knew at a very, very young age, I'm going to be a real estate professional. It's one of those things right. that you kind of fall into, or you you're recommended, or you have a peer that's doing well in real estate and kind of goes through, but you've seen it through progression because you've been in the business for over a decade. And, yeah. yeah. You know, so let, let's talk about, so after you jumped in and you were kind of going down, as you said, kind of starting in leasing and then in, improving and going through into different progressions. Yeah. What's, what's the next chapter and leading up to today? With yeah. So I, I had, um, kind of, um, my story is a little different because I, um, had to figure out how to run a business and also be figure out how to be an agent mm -hmm. at the same time. So I was always kind of pulled in two directions and mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, how much support I need to give and then how much training I needed, uh, you know, or how much risk I needed to take with myself and, um, learning the business for myself. And it was always like a balancing act, yeah. of 
you know, getting agents to trust to work for me and um, for me to be their mentor and then pulling back and focusing on my own growth. Um, and I think it started with, you know, it's, it's just baby steps and, you know, just getting someone to work for you um, to start is such a, like you're so, I had so much gratitude. Someone actually wanted to work for me. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Someone's wanting to work for this guy <laughs> has no experience. Uh, and um, I remember like, I probably hired over 130 agents that have worked for me over the years. And, you know, the first 10 or so might've only lasted like a month. Like the turnover rate was like a month or so. And um, I have a 12 person team right now and uh, everyone's been on the team for, um, I would say the average is probably about four or five years now. So it's, um, you know, a really um, low turnover rate we don't really lose anyone unless they're, we lost someone that was moving uh, kind of like I did for a, a, um, a relationship, sure. um, but um, stayed in their industry. So um, yeah. And it's, I think it's just a slow progression of figuring out yourself on the team side of like what type of people you want to hire and not just hiring anyone with a warm breath and yeah. um, <laughs> in figuring out like who matches well with, with your energy. And I find that like um, a lot of easygoing people, maybe I don't need like a gunslinger or, you know, prototypical um, car salesman's type pushy agent or that type of energy. Um, I think there's some important um, sales tips to learn from, from different, you know, styles, but you can kind of make it your own. And I just found more of like figuring out people that wanted to, I'd want to hang out with um, outside of work were the, the type of people I wanted to hire. Yeah. Um, in that, that process, I mean, everyone's like, how do you, how do I hire an agent on my team? And I'm like, Oh my God, how much time do you have to like, <laughs> let you know, all the failures I've made. Um, and you know, some of it's becoming friends with them and getting too close and then mm-hmm. having to break, break up and having a lot of breakups. Um, so there's a lot of pain and struggle that goes with, um, you know, figuring out the boundaries too of that peer relationship. Um, so that, um, that definitely, I feel like I've completely, I now am completely comfortable with the hiring process gotcha. and, you know, there's still, I guess, new roles that emerge that I feel like we could have specialists in, um, and that's where our improvement can go. Sure. Um, but you know, and, and our processes always can improve, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the actual type of people and energy I like is, um, you know, it's, it's now rooted in our, our team. And, but I love the fact that you identified and addressed that. And it didn't happen overnight though, Ethan, no. I mean, as you stated, I mean, it was repeat and, you know, trial and error, trial and error until you found that formula and it works for you, but there isn't a one size fits all in no. real estate, you know, being a team leader or producer either way. Right. I mean, and it's good to have a lot of, um, you know, personality diversity on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, just to be able to have different types of, um, and I wish I did this earlier in my career, but personality tests, um, really trying to match, you know, the, the type of, um, either, uh, staff or, uh, or support, uh, with their personality and then having, cause you know, getting into real estate doesn't mean you need to be an agent. It could also be support or marketing or, um, transaction coordinating. And, um, I think there's a certain personality type for each of them. And there's a lot of success that can happen in each of those paths. Um, and 
if you're, you know, um, a rainmaker or, or, or a team leader, you know, the, the agent that's bringing um, most of the business to the team, I think there's a personality type for that as well. Um, it's not always the same. And I'm sure a lot of people do well with um, different personality types, but I, I find that like, it's a, it's a general 80, 20 rule where hmm. most people have like similar styles um, that are in certain roles. So I'm, I try to focus on um, matching that style now as well. Um, and trying to learn where, you know, you're not putting a square peg in a round hole with, with some people that want to get in the industry. Gosh, that's beautiful. And, and again, that, that Ethan, that's why, you know, I'm really enjoying our conversation is because you're somebody who's a true practitioner. You've been there, you've done that, you've really seen the pros and cons and, and, and really evaluated and readjusted to where you're at. I, I want to talk about um, Compass for a second and okay. what your thought process was, um, you know, being there because there's so many different companies, there's so many other opportunities and Compass has a, a wonderful brand uh, and business, but I was just curious as what your thought process was. Um, yeah. Why. So um, in 2015, Compass came to Boston and I had been following them a couple years before because they, they were a rental agency in um, New York okay. um, and they had a really good website. And I, I remember turning to my website developer, I'm like, can you make this website? Like, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be so expensive. Uh. I was like, all right, never mind. But like, let's at least try to make the theme look like it or, you sure. know, um, and then they, I remember there, they announced the move to Boston. They, they, um, one of their strategies initially was like kind of finding some top agents in the city and, and building off of them. And it, I, I think that was kind of their strategy nationally too. Um, and then, um, in 2018, they approached me probably for about six months okay. and I had owned an independent firm for, uh, eight years at the time. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I was always like, you know, kind of against the corporate uh-huh. man and um, didn't want to, you know, lose power or creative control um, or have let red tape with any of the decisions I like to do. Um, so it was a tough decision, but I, I, you know, it just came down to a profit and loss statement and mm-hmm. figuring out, or, you know, part of it's a leap of faith, but figuring out, you know, when they offered to buy my company, um, what that would mean for the future, what would be the break-even point, you know, figuring out a split versus not having one at all or being able to determine the agent splits that work for me and then having to work within one and figuring out what that margin would be for your team members. So, um, and I I, I definitely um, am more of a math-brained thinker and um, just broke it down on Excel sheets and tried to, you know, as well as taking an optimistic view and risk (laughs) Uh, into, into working there, but, um, you know, going into making that decision, I didn't, exp- I guess what I really love about it is not what I even didn't even cross paths. It didn't go through my head at all. Wow. Um, I think the biggest thing was joining there from like a small firm, no one knows. And, um, and being part of like, you always feel like you're under attack as an independent agent or independent owner. Sure. Um, and the sense of community, like, it was like, almost like a weight off my back of like, oh, I work at Compass and everyone's like, oh yeah, I know Compass. And versus like Goodrich Residential, which is this family owned business. And, um, you know, no one, it was always an explanation of who we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you always, I always felt like someone was stealing um, my ideas or secrets, or I couldn't tell anyone anything uh, about my business when I owned my own. And joining there was so collaborative and, 
you know, these top agents in the whole city and, you know, the state are sitting next to me and giving me ideas or we're sharing um, listings or, you know, just talking shop and becoming friends. So that was like by far for me, um, mm. the best part about Compass and not just Boston, but nationally and, um, you know, just being able to go to the, some of the retreats and feeling like a part of a community. Um, and it definitely has like a cult feel when you first join, but now it's very like uh, comfortable and, you know, it doesn't have that, that energy. Um, I would say. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, I think you're identifying so many different things that people think about as they uh, evaluate their next chapter in their careers or their lives. Yeah. And, and I, I know, I mean, you identified it right off the bat as just the, the brand feel of compass is wonderful. I mean, just at first glance appearances as you're like, look at their website and then you kind yeah. of, through, Hey, how can we do that? But then it goes so much, so much deeper to the numbers and you know, the numbers don't lie, which I think is crucially important, but then you look at it further, the unidentified uh, opportunity of collaboration and that community, yep. I think is huge. The fact that you're able to maintain your internal culture with your team underneath an umbrella I think is wonderful because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but again, you don't feel smothered. You don't feel like the red tape is there, as you mentioned, or that you're handcuffed. I mean, that's a huge yeah. thing. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there's always going to be rules working for someone else and that you have to follow. And, um, but I never feel like smothered, like you mm -hmm. said, um, I, you know, you just kind of have to adapt on, on, on that front. And, you know, instead of my office where there was like zero paperwork mm. that I had my agents do it, you know, we have, we now have a lot, uh, you know, to handle. And, but we, that's really it for, um, uh, the main change is kind of, there is a small amount of red tape, but the amount of, you know, you, you, you the amount of growth, I think, um, you get from, for, you know, and it's not for everyone, but I think sure. for me joining for joining compass for the brand in the city, it's very important because it means winning, you know, 85% of listing presentations I go on, um, Huge. you know, having, you know, five buyer leads a day, you know, and you're just, you have that credibility behind you, you can be selective with your clientele. Um, and there's a sense of like built in loyalty when someone calls you um, and trusts that brand ahead of time. So maybe you're giving away a little bit more with the split, but, you know, I think it, it's probably like two to one, you know, mm -hmm. what we were doing before. So I, I love it, Ethan. And again, I just love hearing it from your direct perspective because you went through the thought processes and all the decision-making and the lists and weighing. Um, so it's just really great for everybody out there to kind of know why you're where you're at. So, but with the team, before I move on to the, to the next question, I know everybody's always wanting to learn and grow from the Titans and look at, you know, the <laughs> patterns on advice. But I, I do want to ask about your team specifically. And we had a brief conversation before we went live, but I, I want to know a little bit about the growth of the team and opportunities for people, you know, if anything resonates with them or if there's any connection or opportunity, what's that look like for, for you guys? Um, okay. So, you know, as far as like, um, you know, just to put it in perspective, we're a pretty young team. Everyone's... Mm -hmm in their thirties or twenties in my team. Love it. Um, and I, I say that because I, I think, um, there's a lot of teams that start, um, becoming a team a little bit later on in their career. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of different types of teams. We're, we're like a traditional, we're almost like a company, our team, we run it 
like a tight ship. We have an operations director. Um, we have support. I have my own assistant and then we have compasses support. Um, and then also, you know, um, uh, a, um, leader of the, of the team as well. So, mm-hmm. but there's teams that operate like where there's two people and they're there just to make sure the other one can have vacation time and right. there's that type of team. And then there's, you know, smaller teams that are a smaller scale of our operation. Um, you don't see a lot of mega teams in Massachusetts, like in some States, but, mm-hmm. um, so we're on the larger side of things. So we, we definitely, um, run it more like a company. Um, our growth, uh, we've always been about this size, like 10 to 15 agents. Hmm. Um, but now we have, you know, 15 quality or 12 quality, like really great agents right now. Um, and you know, our growth went from, I mean, we did 75 million in sales last year and about hundred sales. And we've, um, we're actually half the, we're at that number this Right now we're at 102 sales and 75 million this year, and we're only halfway through. So it's um, great. <laughs> it's definitely um, oh, something. Someone's calling me in. Um, it's definitely um, crazy the amount of um, you know growth, and that and that that number grow, doubled the year before too. So, um, but I think part of it is you know the market right now. It's 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 um, people are very positive on it. Um, and then part of it is our team is now hitting a stride in that like year five, year six agent where things, um, kind of go a lot slower for them and, um, they, they, they can really do a quality job and take on a lot of clients at the same time wow. versus being like overwhelmed. Um, but you know, I think, uh, I think there's always opportunity for us to do better and, um, not be so much, um, like be better as a team helping each other and there's opportunity for people to join our team now as well. Um, okay. uh, I, I think if I was to do it over again, I probably would work for uh, a top real estate agent mm-hmm. and, um, just take notes. It probably would have shaved two or three years off, um, my, my career growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the things I do with my agents is I'll hire, um, you know, someone on my team who's on the sales team, mm-hmm. I'll make them become my assistant for a year. Love it. And, you know, they'll make money, but it, you know, it's more about like, you get to learn from a top producer mm-hmm. in the city and, um, you know, someone that also has like a really diverse background with, um, being part of thousands of transactions sure. and basically thousands and tens of thousands of problems. And, and I think that's what really separates people is how many problems they've seen and, and, and gotten through. Um, so that's, you know, something that um, we're actually, we're, we're now trying to hire that, um, you know, that position again um, and, and expand it for, you know, um, the next year. Um, and then, you know, if, if people want to go on their own or stay in that position, that's always an opportunity too. But um uh, you know, I, th- I think that does well for a jump start for a lot of our agents. Oh, I, I think it's yeah. brilliant. You know, Ethan, anybody out there is watching or listening, th- that's sound advice and absolutely true. I mean, uh, there's so many professionals that I've talked to over, you know, all the years and it, yeah. it's really learning from the best and brightest minds directly. And it's, it's like a paid internship, if you think about it, or a mentor mentee. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, what, what an incredible opportunity to, to be able to eat, sleep and breathe directly with somebody who's been there, done that. And you're absolutely right. Cutting years and years off of a learning curve to get you there. And some people argue, oh gosh, well, I'm getting paid less or my split's different. Yeah. Right. That's short-term thinking long-term is you're going to make that 10 times over, you know, really cutting through understanding the processes, the systems, negotiation, human behavior. I mean, there's so many things that you would learn that way. Yeah. Huge. And I, I agree with you hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah, just, you know, the nuances of every city that you um, work in is I feel like, you know, a lot of people have put up these blocks of, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I don't know if I'm doing it the right way. Um, and I think there, there is a lot of, you know, things that happen in Boston that don't happen in, you know, 20 miles out of the city. Right. Um, for instance, like we use attorneys, like from start to finish and outside of the city, sometimes they use agents to start the whole legal work. And it's right. like, you know, this is completely different, you know, and we're, you know, 20 minutes away. Um, mm. and you know, or the way they write their terms or, um, you know, the, the, the relationships that exist, the, the, the people that you need to know about and, um, um, you know, de developments and buildings and, um, all of the, uh, name recognition you need and, and just the nuances of, of, of those towns and cities, um, are really important. Um, in Boston, we have like a ton of towns. There's like 2000 towns or something ridiculous. Wow. So, uh, usually you cover more than one, um, one town, or, um, if you're in the city, you might cover, you know, 30 neighborhoods or, mm. or so. So, um, you know, unless you're one of these agents that, you know, just works in one neighborhood and is, you know, has that, you know, book of business in that neighborhood and knows everyone. Sure. Um, but for them, I think the majority of people are, um, used to covering a lot of stuff. So you have to really know the nuances. And, um, I think that's, that's where the mentorship is, is super important learning that. So you don't ask, raising your hand and asking dumb questions. Um, yeah. No, I, I, Ethan, I think that's fantastic. And again, just to give everybody a little bit of perspective on that, we're going to have links in the comments down below as always, so that you yeah. can learn a little bit more. We're going to have websites, social media links, everything along those lines. Um, I would highly encourage everybody to follow this man and the team and really learn a little <laughs> bit more, uh, especially if you are in the Massachusetts or Boston, greater Boston area. But um, Ethan, I, I want to ask the second question, even though I've been asking you a million questions as it is, but the second main question, and this yeah. is what everybody tunes in for to dive a little bit deeper into the guidance side. So okay. uh, I guess if you could look back at your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented to your business that you really saw growth. You saw the needle move. What advice would you give anybody watching or listening? doesn't matter if they're new or seasoned, anything in between. What would you say? Um, well, first of all, like the mental block thing was huge. Um, I remember making a shift from leasing into sales and not feeling like I couldn't do it um, just because I hadn't done it before. Hmm. Um, and that, that, that was, that was, there was not, there's not really di much difference in the process or how you behave or, you know, um, the qualifying that happens with the lead. Um, but that was, you know, that was a mental block that I shouldn't have had. Hmm. And, um, I would say if I was to change, if, if I was to, um, you know, I guess a turning point for me was I was taking on so much work and not letting go of, um, control. And, um, you know, part of it was you're, you're kind of, as a business owner, you're kind of constantly concerned about liability mm -hmm. and, uh, getting sued, yeah. um, or your agents doing something wrong and you getting sued. Um, 
And so, you know, just always having a part, part of my mind was always attached to that, like, you know, it was stressing me out and hiring someone to kind of take over, um, the operations was, uh, the, uh, you know, or I start actually to start just hiring an assistant. And then the next step was, you know, turning that person into the head of operations. That was a big change for our team um, where I could really like be freed up and focus on sales and focus on the direction of the team. Um, and I wish I did it sooner. I think that a lot of people are like, how am I going to pay for this? Um, you know, with a lot of their risks uh-huh. and my real estate coach, um, he always has kind of the philosophy of like, just jump and, and you'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of my philosophy in life too. So yeah. when someone else is supporting that or telling me to do it, I'm like, all right, I'm in, let's, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's spend some money here yeah. or, um, uh, you know, um, take that risk. And I think, you know, hiring someone is, um, to help you and you're not going to be good at everything. You're, mm. you know, if, if you're uh, a, a salesman, you're probably not going to be that organized. So you're probably not going to you'll be missing something. Sure. Um, and finding that missing piece was, uh, you know, you, ha- I think it's a selfish move to think you can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, think you can do marketing, think you can do operations and, um, bookkeeping and, um, all the showings, all the open houses, um, and I remember my real estate coach is like, you're, Ethan, you're not doing any more open houses. He's like, that's what your team is for. And that's an opportunity for your team to get leads. And, you know, I wish I had that opportunity as a young agent to work people's open houses because yeah. it's free leads and they're great listings. Um, but, you know, I guess getting that advice, um, and direction, uh, from my coach and, and mm. getting the support from, from other people is the biggest thing. I mean, you mentioned so many incredible things for everybody to think about, you know, through that, I mean, you're talking about taking the leap and understanding that, you know, no one's perfect and no one has everything, you know, you can be a jack of all trades, master of none. You're never going to be great at anything. Right. Um, You know, bringing on somebody as an assistant, as a first step, and then turning into operations, I think is brilliant. I, I don't know if that's the first time I've heard that. But yeah. that's a really, really smart move. But I have heard time and time again that that operations position is a game changer oh, when yeah. it comes, I mean, for stress and legality and just daily workflow. And again, whatever and they shouldn't be like, doing sales, like, you know, yeah. it, sh- it, it shouldn't be in their head. And, and if it's not in their head, it, they, they're a lot better focused, you know, the operations people. Sorry to interrupt. This. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right there, Ethan. And I think that basing it off of the process of you, again, you've been through this, you've done this, like everybody, hopefully you're really taking this to heart because Ethan isn't just saying this for fun. He's, he's literally just showing you the playbook or the, or the blueprint to, to where he's gotten to where he's gotten to today. And there's so much truth and knowledge to that, but then, you know, you take it a step further looking at the highest and best uses of your time. And it's not to say that the other objects that are in front of you to complete a transaction from start to finish aren't important because they are, but where does your time lie, Ethan? And, and to everybody out there who's watching or listening, think about your day and what moves the needle in your business and growth. Anything that takes you away from that is slowing production, is slowing growth. And that's not good for anybody. Yeah. Like, what are you the best at? Just do that. Or, you know, and it's easier said than done. Um, sure. There's a lot of stuff I don't like to do that I have to do. Um, but I remember, you know, lead qualification was something I'm like, 
Mm. I'm really good at it. And I was giving it to people and the, the rates were going down. I was, you know, pretty big on numbers, like I said, and yeah. I was watching it. I'm like, I, I got to be doing this and I got to get back into this. This is my strength. I'd rather qualify a lead and, and hand it to someone than miss the opportunity. Um, so I, I find that, you know, some teams might think of that as like, you know, a job, you know, as a, a leader, you know, someone else would do. Um, but I find that like, you know, if you're good at it and it's, it's working, I think that you should maybe consider that um, as, you know, something that's part of your, your daily routine. Um, but yeah, passing the buck and, and um, to, you know, someone that might be better, it happens a lot on our team. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And, and again, for, for anybody to think that they're the only one that can do something, I think is crazy. There's always somebody who eats, sleeps and breathes that segment and yep. you know, they'll enjoy it better. I, I, I love that you're identifying you know, your strengths and weaknesses. And I think that we should all do that on a regular basis and evaluate who we're surrounding ourselves with and what processes are put into place. And that's how you grow. That's how you change. I love your coach, by the way. I don't know who your coach is, but <laughs> the fact that you have Steve. one. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You know, Steve Shell. he's kind of, um, no, I don't, I don't. Yeah. He, he coaches a lot of, um, compass agents and Wonderful. a lot of, you know, other agencies, but, um, he, uh, is based in California and, uh, he's just, you know, been really helpful for me. Um, you know, being able to relate to, he has a lot of clients like myself that are team, team leaders. So that's okay. been really helpful. Big, years, big yeah. shout out to Steve, right? Steve, yeah. Big, if you're watching or listening, Steve, yeah. good, good work with Ethan. Ethan's really doing this. And, and, and again, but I think that, um, that, that is another takeaway that I'm getting from the advice is bringing on coaching. And there's a lot of professionals out there that say, ah, you know, do I need a coach? How do I even hire a coach? And, um, uh, I can hold myself accountable. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not the point. I think, I think that there's so much more to the right coach. I'm not saying every coach fits this mold, but what, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? I mean, um, yeah, so some people, um, I'm, I'm not a good example for a lot of uh, uh, real estate practices. Like I'm not going to door knock or sure. call. And a lot of people do really well with that. Right. And I know that's important. Um, so I, I mean, and Steve would kill me because most, most of what he teaches is that. Okay. But I find what I like from him the most is the emotional support, um, the support of like, am I doing the right move? Am I making the right decision? Um, what are other teams doing like with, with their, how are they structuring the team or like, what is their, um, when they get a listing, what happens? And he's really good at walking me through like other things. And sometimes I'm like, I don't like that. I'm doing it my way. And he'll, he might tell other people, you know, this is how Ethan's doing it. Ethan, can you connect them? So I'm, he's always connecting me with people from around the country. Love that. And I'm like, you know, just talking shop of like, how do you do your marketing? Like, where are you um, wasting money or uh, how are you hiring people? And what is your um, strategy like with buyer agents or listing agents, or do you do that? And so I think that's where I find the most use of coaching. If you're just a solo agent, I find the accountability would be a big thing with coaching. But I also think um, it becomes like a community as well, uh-huh. where you start getting introduced to people, you might get some referrals out of it. Um, and you might strive like I do to impress the coach. So I'm always like, Oh, damn it. Steve's about to call. Like I got to tell him like, 
you know, what I didn't do this week and he's going to be pissed. Um, so that's, you know, it's, I, I, I like that element of kind of having to answer to someone, um, you know, before when I was running my own independent firm, I wish I had a coach because Mm. he would have helped me through a lot of decisions that were, uh, you know, hiring, firing, um, direction, strategy, you know, people that were like not a good fit, um, or, you know, I don't know, just like th- those things, it's good to run, run by someone that's objective to everything. I love it. And, and really somebody who can be neutral and just open enough to, to call things out as they are, to be a soundboard, to be a dot connector in the real estate space, um, right. to really provide systems and processes, as you mentioned. I mean, there's so many things to that, but the right coach, they're not all created equal. I mean, I've had conversations yeah. with so many of them, I'm sure you have too. And, and everybody's watching or listening, like, well, I don't, where is that coach? They're out there. Um, you got to find the right one and it's got to be right for you, whether you mentioned Ethan individual or your team lead or mega team, a smaller team. I mean, there's needs as you evolve in your career and there's knowledge base that's associated with that too. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer working with people who practice what they preach, right? So it, do they eat, sleep and breathe what they do? They, do they really have true perspective or did they just read some books and took some courses and now they're a coach? I'm a coach, you know, so yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's really self-proclaimed coaches, I feel like. And it, I feel like yeah. the space is getting bigger too, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, I was on, um, uh, oh my God, what's that, um, that audio-based app a lot earlier this year. Um, um, new- are you talking about? Um- Clubhouse. Yes, Clubhouse. Okay. Everyone in Clubhouse is a real estate coach. Or a guru or yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, are you also a real estate agent? They're like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, this is, um, and I'm wondering, like, there's only so many like high end client, everyone has these ridiculous stats on there, but, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I find that like, yeah, definitely. Like I I know people that have, um, not like Steve's personality and then it's not a good fit. Um, and I've, you know, I hope Steve isn't watching, but, um, (laughs) he is, uh, it's a certain type and he's no bullshit. And, uh, you know, you're going to answer to him. Um, and also like it's, you know, this is the system. Mm-hmm. It's a Bill Belichick, you know, a Patriot way system. If you do these awesome. things, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like that, like yeah. you know, that, you know, kind of, this is, is what it is. I agree. I don't need to take the, I don't need to reinvent the wheel when it's already there. And especially somebody who's laying it out, but ultimately as it comes down to, and as you know, Ethan, whether it's working with a coach or not, or being a team lead or not, it's all about the daily activities and the continuous nature of, of work and velocity that makes it happen. And it's doesn't happen overnight, but you do the right things the right way, long enough periods of time with the right people and results start to happen. Um, and, and you're a perfect example of that. I know that you're, you're showing a level of humility, my friend, but, uh, you're doing some incredible things. And I know and, the, uh, the whole Titan term. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this is not, well, this well is, get ready. Cause I don't I'm, on this. I'm dubbing you right now. You are an official real estate Titan. Ethan. <laughs> that is a badge of honor that no one can ever take away from you. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is yours forever, my friend. So, All right. uh, that is, a, that is it. I'm done. Uh, that it's there. So, so humility down for a second for that, but uh, no, seriously, Ethan, this has been an incredible opportunity and you've shed so much knowledge and inspiration and really just getting to know who you are and why you do what you do. But then furthermore, for people out there, just learning from somebody who's a true practitioner is just an absolute incredible opportunity. I know everybody appreciates this, myself included. Um, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time, Ethan, anything else you want to mention for closing anything like that? Yeah. Well, first of all, if any of your listeners um, need help, 
growing a team, um, I'm, I'm always happy to, to help with, with that. And just please email me or, or uh, Instagram, um, direct message us. Um, and um, especially like with uh, the, the team, like the growth and hiring, and I feel like I could be a good um, asset for that. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone is um, in the Boston area, um, you know, looking to um, join a team, um, I'd love to meet you and, you know, whether you're, you know, a year of experience or, um, just getting into the industry or, you know, 10 years in, in, um, we have kind of, you know, different agents of different levels on our team. And it's just kind of a match to our, our personality that, you know, whether it's you know going to be a good fit or not, but even if it's not, I'd love to meet you and, um, you know, introduce myself. Gosh, that's huge, Ethan. And yeah. again, you, you, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart opening that door. Your DMs will be a little flooded. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you're okay with that. But uh, oh, yeah. I would encourage anybody out there because the audience is so, um, you know, in depth as far as, you know, a national, international basis referrals. I mean, again, anybody out there who wants to send business or referral business to, you know, the team, please, I'd encourage that. We're going to have links in the comments down below, like as always, so that you can really connect and engage. But I think that that's an important thing to network with great professionals. And yeah, oh yeah, you know, that that's a big deal for sure. Yeah. I mean, some agents that, um, you know, that's how they make their whole living is through referrals. And it seems like, you know, it's always an opportunity for us to do better. And I always like joke about like with my wife, like let's go on a road trip and, um, go meet other eight. And she's like, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like me watching you work the whole time we're on vacation, but I'm like, all right, well, maybe I need to go to like Nashville and like all these cool cities that have uh, real estate offices that, you know, another thing with finding referrals I found is yeah, like yeah, yeah. find a city that's like symbiotic with you. Like I've, I've gone to like some cities and I'm like, there's no reason someone from, you know, this city is ever coming to Boston right. and, you know, put your energy where like Boston is like DC or Florida or, I don't know. Um, there's just certain markets that do really well with it. So sure. find that market for your, for your city and put more of your energy into maybe finding like 20, 30 agents in that town instead of like one around the country and being, you know, kind of spread out. Yeah. I, I think that's great advice. I, I guess to, to your, your wife's potential thought process, like, Oh gosh, you know, why would, why would I want to go around the country and watch you work? Yeah. My opinion would be you would select great locations to, for, you know, yeah. restaurants oh, I, and activities. And it's not like you would be working the whole time. It's just along the way right. you might say hi to somebody. So I get where you're coming from, Ethan, but uh, yeah, no, I, I hear you loud and clear, I hear you loud and clear, but um, no, seriously, Ethan, thank you so much from the bottom yeah. of my heart. I appreciate all your time. And, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate you having me on and, um, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. hundred percent, my friend and everybody out there. Thank you as well. And as always for your time and attention, your love and support here with real estate Titans. If you like what we're doing, please don't forget to like subscribe, you know, what to do at this point, I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out Lionbolt media. If you are in real estate and you're looking to grow and develop your business to a higher level with digital marketing and advertising, visit lionboltmedia.com. They have a free mini course. We are live here every Tuesday afternoon on Real Estate Titans. We have a different location, a different Titan. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode real soon. Take care. Thanks, Ethan. Be great. Bye.